0: We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past,
1: present and future.
0: Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. It is
1: inclusive. Mm. It is no matter who, no matter where you are in the world. Come sit with
0: us. Come listen. Come chat. Mm. Come engage. Hold on. It's about to get real. Well, guys, we wanted to add in a little special treat this week and record you guys a bonus episode. Now, we did ask in the Facebook group to do a Q&A. We asked you for some questions, and they're all really good. Like We got some amazing questions. I mean, you guys
1: always, like, you, you never fail us on the questions front. There was one, actually, uh, about the paranormal, and I love that because Ella and I talk about this so much, and I mean, seriously, though, I feel like we need to do a whole episode on this because, girl...
0: You had some fucking experiences on this and I like I get scared even saying the words paranormal. It like it freaks me out. It brings back memory it like it brings back feelings and emotions and yeah. And I haven't really had an experience in a really long time, which is great. Like I did sage recently as well, but yeah, I haven't had an intense experience in a really long time. What was the question? I didn't see that one.
1: It was from Georgina Richards and Georgina asked, let's talk paranormal. Have you guys experienced the paranormal? Oh, I think we need to do a whole episode on this yeah. because there's a lot that we can talk <laughs> about. And I think it comes, you know, from, I guess, our upbringings as well. And just the fact that we mm. are so open to energies and everything else.
0: The, so yeah, it, The it, short answer is yes. The short answer is yes for that. Yes, Um, I've definitely mm. had more than five occasions. There was consistent occasions. Yeah, we can – we'll dedicate an episode to paranormal activity. We'll dedicate – yes, definitely. But also the scary thing is when you start talking about paranormal activity, you're opening it back up. So we're like – Oh, really? "Mm." Yes. See, I didn't know this. Yeah, you can definitely reopen that sort of stuff. I haven't spoken about it in a really long time. Oh, sorry. No, it's totally fine. Like definitely open to chatting about it. Oh, it's just so weird, yeah, it's just crazy, man. Like not that oh, I've had wow. scary I haven't had scary experiences, but I have had experiences which I'm like you know, so certain from my experience that there are ghosts, spirits, whether they're good or bad around us well, they're, they're, they're everywhere, they're everywhere, yeah. But, yeah, we can definitely talk about paranormal activity in another episode. (laughs) 100%. Another question that kept coming up
1: in, like, so many different questions and people's comments, Mm. Um, this one specifically from Erin Lauren Lauren? L-O-U, I can't, uh, sorry if I've just butchered your name, but she asked, do you want children and would you go down the not-so-conventional route to have one? And I mm. thought that was a really, really interesting question because, as we know, not only, you know, I guess the Kardashians have made it quite famous, if you want to call it that, by doing yeah. surrogacy. But, you know, there are so many different ways of having children these days.
0: and Which is amazing. Which is like, incredible. It's incredible. But it also is so expensive and so many people can't mm. afford it. Yeah, it's
1: number yeah. one expensive. Also, you know... Is it open to you in wherever you live in the world? Do you know what I mean? Like in some places it's it potentially is illegal as well. So, right. I mean, it's it's a conversation Ella and I have definitely had about freezing mm. our eggs and yeah. do we want to have kids? And speaking for myself, I definitely do. It's just when the timing is right, when I meet someone that I'm like, okay, I want you to, you know, be the father of my children.
0: Well, it's really weird. Like I've, I've definitely said this before on the podcast. Growing up, I wasn't raised in a way of you have to get married, you have to have kids. Like that's yeah. just not the way that my mom raised me. It was never like a conversation that we ever had actually. Like when do you want to get married? Like I've never really had those chats with my mom, which is wow. kind of weird. But, you know, somehow. No, I love like that. that. It, it, yeah. it just shows like we and we had such different upbringings in that yeah. sense, you know. And yeah. I love that
1: because I get such an insight into that kind of, uh, upbringing, yeah. And then there's mine, which it was
0: just like, you know. You have is, to. Yeah. Yeah. Like we never really – she's never really asked me how many kids do you want. Like we've never had those chats.
1: Have you thought um, about it?
0: Like within
1: yourself how many you would like or what you see in yourself and yeah, your future? Yeah, I think
0: like for me, I only decided that I wanted kids about a year and a half ago with that guy that I was dating, the older guy with the kid because – his kid, well, I think the purpose now, the purpose of that situationship or whatever you want to call it, mm. like was his child because, you know, I was raising him. Like yeah. we did the whole thing properly. I didn't sleep over for a long time. We didn't want to confuse him. You know, I was potty training him. I was feeding him. Wow. I was hanging out with him without his dad, Um, you know, reading him bedtime stories, nap time, down. like Mm. I was heating up his little milk in his bottle and when it was bottle time, like I saw this side of me that I genuinely had no idea that I had. Like I've never done that before. Even with like my cousin's kids, like I don't really see my cousins that often so I'm not really around kids. And, yeah, I think him, like this guy's son, like he changed me. He made me realise, oh, my God, like I want to be able to do this with my own. So, you know, I think I would be incredibly happy with just one. Like I just imagine myself with like one kid. I don't imagine myself with a huge family. And, you know, I have decided and I did decide this maybe only like a few months ago when I was chatting with my girlfriends about it. Like if I get to around 32 and 33 and I am single, I want to have a kid yeah. like with or without a man. Like I want to have a child because I think I would be a great mom. You bloody would be. And this is what I think too. Like I know
1: with Millie and how much love and just mm. how much I care for her. and Like that's a dog. And I just think how much I would love something that came from me and that I grew and that is part of me. I was having this conversation with my mum, you know, not long ago about, you know, when she was growing up she didn't feel like she had any maternal instinct at all. Like she yeah. was just the Neither. most complete, like didn't know how to hold a baby, like whatever. Yeah. And you know, she had three kids and she said once it happens and once they're there, it's just something within you just ignites. And it's, you know, yeah. and obviously there are things like, you know, postnatal depression and all of these things and all of these factors that can come into it. And I understand that. But in my mum's instance, you know, she always Mm -hmm. said that she'd never had this maternal instinct, but when she gave birth, it, just know, it changes was, you and apparently. Then, you like, know, yeah, and then when the second yeah. one comes, she thinks, how am I going to love that one as much as I love my first? But it's like your, your heart just grows bigger to allow for more love. It's not like
0: you're sharing.
1: You're, yeah. you're just getting – you're able to hold more love, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I was with Ellie the other day in Arlo, and I, I was like – she's my age, guys, so she's 28, or she's not even 28. She's 28 next month. And she's had her first baby. I think he's about three months now. He's so beautiful. And I'm like, I'm just like, what is the feeling? And she's like, I just can't explain it. Like, I just cannot explain it. But whatever you think you have felt what love is, you don't know what that feels like until you have a baby. Wow. And I'm like. Isn't that like magic? (laughs) It fucking is and she's like, you know, obviously I love my partner, my husband. Like he's my, he's the love of my life. But this love, it's unexplainable, and you will never really understand until you have a child. And I'm like, far out. This is crazy to think that there is this love out there that you literally cannot. I mean, obviously, yes, postnatal depression and stuff like that does happen, and it's really sad. Yes. and you know, like it, I still don't really understand that. It's like a hormone imbalance or a chemical imbalance. I don't really understand it. Yeah, but. Like for Ellie, my friend, and just the way that she was explaining it, to think that there is this love out there that you can feel from this child. like Amazing, hey? It's just incredible. And I do want to feel that. And I've even said to myself, if I don't have a baby, like if for some reason I can't have a baby and carry it myself, like I would adopt. I would definitely adopt. And I had that conversation with girlfriends like a few years ago. We were all talking about it. Like would you guys adopt? Would you do it? And like I've always been open to that. Because I also think that that's so cool and like Adopting is and such
1: a magical thing as well. And it's actually harder than what you think. Like, you know, people are like, oh, well, if you can't just have a kid, yeah. like, why are you doing IVF 10 times? Just adopt. Yeah. And not that I've gone through it, but from what I've seen and what I've read and heard from other people's experiences is it's, it's hard. so hard You know, you can adopt, but then, you know, there's like a time, like a cooling off period that the parent might want the child back. And like there's, and you know, there's all these emotions and feelings that are brought in in with all of this, like, you know, you're getting a child and then to just have it taken away from you, like, it's just, there's so much that goes into it and it is such a delicate topic. But, I mean, yeah. going back to the question, I definitely want to have children. Um, yeah. I, I know I have so much love to give and I really, you know, I want nothing more than to have a love
0: with a man and to share mm. that love with someone. Mm. Like that oh, to me. Like creating a bambino with- yeah exactly another person like and just sharing
1: this yeah. love sharing a life other than my dog that you can hear barking in the background <laughs> <laughs> like it's just i don't know i i think about it a lot and i turn yeah. 30 next year guys in february 2023 i turned 30 years old and it's a real shock like i know 30 is not old i know like I've still got so many years to, you know, think about having a kid. and But, you know, the time's ticking and I see so many women that struggle to fall pregnant. I've I've seen it with my friends. I know how hard it can be and it scares the shit out of me because obviously the first port of call is to try doing it naturally. Yeah. And then – How much time do I have? If that's not working, I've got to give it at least a year and then, okay, a year goes and then what, I do IVF and then if that doesn't work, then... And And IVF's like 10K each time. Exactly. You might not even get like... Yeah, it's... All of of this does cross my mind and it does a lot more than I'd like to admit, to be honest with Mm. you, because obviously... You know, Ella and I made this pact that we, you know, we're not actively looking for men. We're just yeah. gonna enjoy our life, and if it comes, it You know, love comes into our life. But you can't help but associate wanting a child so badly and thinking about your time ticking, and then also being like, "Well, I haven't found a
0: man, so does that mean I've got to get a sperm?" D-? Like all of these yeah. things are in in my mind. See, I just keep it simple in my mind. Yeah, I'm like, right. If he comes along, great. If he doesn't, and you're 32. Do it your own way. That's a simple. It's I mean, that's just great.
1: I, um, I think like that, but in in a million different uh, different roads to get there. Yeah,
0: I know that's I overthinking. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah, overthinking. I, I always overcomplicate. I'm. Mm. I know I'm a catastrophizer at some stage. And that comes to another question as well from Alicia Nicole. Alicia Nicole Hardridge. Hardridge. It's quite a great line, name. I love that name. Yeah, it's really – that's cool. Her question was, what's a realistic time frame for the both of you to begin a family? Oh, I thought babe. myself being 30, so she's 30, next year Would she would have multiple children. But now it seems that's just not even me in a five-year plan at, at the moment with how life is going. I'm just curious to know what y'all think would be an ideal age in your 30s. I think, you know – Oh, babe, I feel you It's different for everyone though. like. An ideal age for us might be different for you. And I think it just depends on as well, like financially, a baby costs so much money. Oh, 100%. Like bringing a human into the world costs so much money. And like that's also something I do consider. Like mm. if I was in a relationship, you know, could we afford to have this child? Like would we be able to bring it into the world and it have a safe environment? Like yeah. I have friends that have lived in foster homes and like it's been challenging and hard. And look, maybe some of our listeners can relate. Yes. You know, and I just, I think it's different for everyone at what age. It just depends on what kind of life you want to give that child Mm, as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, you Alicia, Dom and I, we're also almost in our 30s and, you know, we're not nearly close. We don't, is that someone behind you? Oh. Someone just standing at your window, Dom. Oh, don't fucking say that. Was it my dad or my (laughs) mum?
1: Fuck, babe, that scared the shit out of me. Do you know I've had fucking nightmares? I've actually had one. Oh, fuck, it's him. Here, talk to the podcast. (laughs) Here, wait. Hi. Hi everybody from podcast. Oh God, God, hey hey Dad, Dad, I've got a question. Yes, and you're making a surprise fucking appearance on the podcast. Mate, love that. Time you want me there,
0: I will I saw be a there. like uh, a black
1: like uh, no, a know. black. I know, like, just okay, a black figure. Okay, so apart from giving me a, a fucking heart attack, <laughs> and we're talking about paranormal activity. I want to know yes. what age you think it would be appropriate for me, your daughter, yes. to have oh, a child. Man. Have a child when you're fucking ready. Mm.
0: Wow, I love that. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: Else? No, that's it. Yeah. That's anything, good. Anything Simple, else to okay. say on that? I could push you whenever you're ready. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously. It's a, it's a woman's choice. My body, yeah. my choice. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Thanks for that, Dad. Um, and yeah. where are you off to? Oh, oh, off the trivia. Okay. <laughs> Porsche's birthday today. Happy birthday, Porsche. Oh, happy birthday, Porsche. And, um, <laughs> Porsche Turbo. Uh, uh, yeah. The drag queen Porsche Turbo that has been doing – Turbo Trivia at Austral Bowling Club for over 10 years now. Which for a small town, for a small town in Western Sydney to have a drag queen do trivia is amazing. And if you are in the Western Sydney area, guys, Sunday night, 6.30 every week is trivia. Every week. Yes. And I would go every, when
0: I lived at home, I'd go every week. It was the highlight of my week.
1: I'm just going to close the window.
0: Dude, your dad's shadow, genuinely. Bro. I was like, wait, is that a person? Because, like, all I can see was blackness standing at the window behind Dom. And I'm like, wait, did I just... Oh, see d- that? dude! See, don't do this to me now because now I'm. Ho- oh
1: shit! <laughs> back to fucking paranormal and back to living being in this bed. I swear to God, one night I don't know if it was a dream or it felt real, but I swear I saw someone like walk past. my – Oh, anyway, yeah, fuck. definitely. I can't do that it.
0: stuff before. Yeah, let's let's move on to. It. Yeah, I've just got the shivers. Get, yeah, let's yeah, okay, zhu it off. Yeah, zhu it off. Um, see ya, zhu it off. <sighs> Yeah, okay, There we go. La, 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 bye. La, 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 <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye, bye. See you later. <laughs> See ya. Uh, back to what we were chatting about. Yes. But yes, I think being 30 next year, Alicia, just don't put the pressure on yourself. And like it goes back to the episode that just dropped this week. We've got to not compare. Yeah. We we're time. all on a different journey. We're all on different paths. Some of us are meant to. Some of us are not. Some of us don't want to. It's entirely up to you and what you think is the right age for you, just like Dom's dad said, when you're ready. It's just when, when you're ready. And when if you don't you have know a man, yep. do it on your own if you want to, if you want to, that is. Yes. It's you know? all
1: about what you feel comfortable with doing and when the yeah. time is right for you. I think society's standards of when it is is the perfect time for women to have children, like, oh, like we're meant to ha- do it all. We're meant to have a fucking career. We're meant to have children. We're meant to bring them up. The mixed messages from Society are crazy. I like, know. we're meant it's, to yeah. have a career, right? We're meant to uh, cook, cook and clean. We're meant to cook and clean, but we're also meant to contribute to the household. Right. Yeah. And the husband's mm-hmm. meant to work, but we're also meant to contribute. We've got to cook yeah. and clean, but we've also got to have a career, and then we've got to take the kids to to and from school, and we've got to do all of that
0: shit. We've Bay got to dates, help them with their homework, after school care, holiday programs. Also, on top of that, like in the episode we dropped, look good.
1: Please tell me how how women does it, do, it how do we do that? Yeah. How do we do Guys, it? Please. We
0: we are honestly like we dominate. We actually do that because women do it all. There are women in this world that actually do it all. In high heels, bitch. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: And that's from so, Katy Perry, and I fucking love that quote. She's like, yeah. women do it all in high yeah. heels, bitch. So Honestly, that is are, one, Yes. We really yeah. are. It's like, We're and we bleed once human? a month. We fucking we bleed, bleed once, once a month, and we still do it
0: all. Okay? Yeah. We're superhuman women. We, we are, are amazing. We are amazing. We actually are. M- men are great too. Yeah, we love great, that. But, like you're yeah, great. We love men. But you're great, but we we may be better. We we may just be like that. We, a bit better. we are better. No offense to you. No offense to you, man. But yeah, Alicia, <laughs> whenever you're ready, babe, you know, just take it as it comes. Yeah. Don't rush it. Do it when you're ready. Okay? Yeah.
1: One of the most liked questions. on the post was from Ellie Maynard and I think this is a great one for you babe because this is something that you're really um, dealing with at the moment and Ellie's question is tips on setting boundaries with family members when you still live under the
0: same roof Mm, great question Ellie very good question. So, yeah, I live at home, guys. I mean, I'm sure you guys already know that. I've lived at home. I moved out when I was, like, 21, I think, or 22. Lived out of home for about a year with a girlfriend. Came back to home when I decided to go back to uni. Haven't left. But, like, it's hard to compare with my parents because it's like living with mates. Like They're super chill. I, Yeah, they're super chill. Like I date, I've dated obviously forever since I've lived at home. (laughs) And I used to bring guys back home a lot more. Um, Like when I was in like that really unhealthy stage of my life, when I was like going out every weekend to seek validation by sleeping with men, like Hmm. I was bringing home guys all the time. And my parents – super chill like they would meet them in the morning i love that over a coffee <laughs> oh hello sir <laughs> yeah I, well one time i actually introduced a guy to my parents as the wrong name oh god i totally I called him josh because i was also chatting to another guy called josh at the time but his name was jack and i had no idea and we later that day he's like you know that you introduced me to your parents as josh and i was like I didn't. Oh,
1: oh fuck. fuck. I, would, did.
0: I would have been so mortified, but like also hilarious. Yeah. And then I paid for breakfast because, yeah, I, f- I felt bad that you also <laughs> didn't really And also, also you paid for really breakfast because you can. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, but he also didn't God. offer. So I was like, you know what? Mm. It's probably because I called you the wrong name. So my oh, apologies. Scapegoat. But in Eesh. terms of setting boundaries, I don't really, I've never really had to set boundaries with my parents like it's always sort of just been okay you know obviously I don't res- disrespect like it's not mm. like I'm having sex in my room loud like no one could ever hear me like I'm not yes. disrespecting them it's not like they would ever know if I have mm. someone home or if I was coming home I would text my mom before coming home and be like hey mom like I'm bringing home a guy that I met tonight so when she wakes up she would see the message and she would know okay Ella's not alone she's in the room and she wouldn't be
1: freaked out that there's someone else in her house and I think that's yeah. just respect to yeah. your parents
0: because it is their home
1: you know yeah. obviously you contribute to the household in whatever way you do but you know yeah. ultimately when you're living at home you're under your parents roof no matter how old you yeah. are it just comes down to respect
0: it's just like a yeah but I don't know like Mitchell was the first guy I bought home basically since like my unhealthy ways like Mitchell was the first guy wow that I bought home in like four or five years yeah but yeah I don't know like advice for you, I guess, in setting boundaries with you and your parents, have a chat. Just sit down and just say like, what do you need from me living here? And can I ask for this of you kind of thing? Like, is it okay if I do this? I think it's just communication and having a chat Mm. and setting those expectations.
1: Yeah. As with everything, Ellie, I think it really just comes down to that communication. You know what I mean? Look, I don't live at home, but I still... Frequently come back home and stay at my parents' place. And, you know, my dad will always joke because I'll like go in the cupboard or go in the fridge. He's like, Oh, what are you doing? It's taking my food. And, you know, we always just have these little banter yeah. jokes. But, you know, when, when I was still living here and obviously I was, you know, making my own money and I was buying things and I would put things in the, in the cupboard, like I didn't go to the point of like putting my name on things, but I would yeah. make it
0: known, like, Okay, this I bought mine. this this week. Like, this is mine. Can, you know, if yeah. you want some, like, let me know. See, I've got my own box here. I've got, like, my own, but I organized that. Like, I've got my own area in the pantry where I buy all my food. I pay rent. Oh, that's rent. great. Yeah. Well, oh, because, like, so, I that's, don't really, so that's what I'd do yeah. if I
1: still lived at home. I'd have, like, my section. I've got of, my, my yeah. section. So <laughs> that's great. With all my food. Yeah.
0: And, like, they that's just. That's Because I don't, I don't really eat the same food as them anyway. Like, I tend to eat my own Tuna, rice, boiled eggs, stitch up, and protein (laughs) bars. So it's not a very exciting Monday to Friday. But yeah, I mean, we keep it pretty separate. Like, I, do, I clean my own room. Like, my yeah. room is like my living area. So I I just take care of my space kind yeah. of thing. and as you
1: should. I think, you know, yeah. with, it comes compromise, but also, you know, if you're living under your parents' roof, I think taking care, it just comes down to respecting yourself as well, taking yeah. care of your own belongings, your own space. Yeah. Like, if you want to live you know, how you wanna live, that's fine. But if it's not really in line with how your parents live and how they're you know, you've got to respect that. And if you there's only one bathroom. Look, I grew up and only ever having one bathroom. Yeah. And then only in, you know, most of my life and then when my parents like extended this house, we only got a second bathroom when I was maybe like fourteen. So yeah. really like for a long part of my life we only had one bathroom. So I've just always grown up with like respecting that. But I mean, I think you just have to compromise, but also have that conversation because they're not going to know unless you tell them. And I think we seem to forget that, like people can read our minds, but they really can't, guys. So have the conversation. Don't be scared to, like, trust me, I know you don't want to step on anyone's toes. You don't want to like piss anyone off. I get that, They're your family. Also, same guys, if you're in a share house, guys, I've never lived in a share house, but a lot of my friends have. And When I was with my ex, he was still living in a share house and I remember that very vividly how, you know, when I would go over and he'd have to like tell his roommates that I would be coming over, which is totally fine because it's an extra person in the house, like extra person using the bathroom, extra person using this. So it's all about having that communication. You know, have a group chat, have a family group chat specifically for the house the house, or, or with your roommates or whatever that may be. I think that's just a really considerate, way of doing things. It's all about respect. Ultimately, as with everything in life, comes down to respect and communication. Like, honestly, I think that is like the blanket fix for a lot of shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know. I agree. That's a good question, though. It is. It's interesting. It's different for everyone, though. With family. Everyone's family is different.
1: Everyone's family is different. Everyone has a different living situation and different relationship like I know even mm. between like us you know the relationship we have with our mums for instance is is very mm. different you know and very I, different, and, yeah. and that's been so interesting for me to explore as well because I've always had a really a close relationship with my mum to the point where I tell her everything. It, it's changed now as I've gotten older, I think, because I'm a little bit more like I've had my own life. But, yeah. you know, as a, as a young kid, like I told her when the second I got my period, I told her when I yeah. lost my virginity, like I would tell her the dramas that I'd be having with my girlfriends. And, yeah. you know, I would lean on her for a lot of that. But I think I you just, yeah, yeah. And, and Ella was very yeah. different. So I think you've just got to remember the same goes for, you know whether that be you living in a share house or what, what the friendships are, and then also what your relationship is with your family. So it's all like case by case basis, really. Yeah, I think so.
0: I like this one from Kate Towers. My friends say you don't have to be attracted to a male at first sight; that it can grow over time. But I think that you need physical attraction straight away. What is both of our opinions? Oh, sorry. What is both options? I think she meant opinions on this. Well. I have always been very much, if he's hot, I'm attracted to you. Like, when I was peak single, I was just going for all the hot fuck boys. And, hey, I still do sometimes. Um, But I'm getting (laughs) over it. Um, But I'm, you know, growing up. (laughs) Moving on. But I have had the one experience... Where this did happen to me, and that was the older guy, where I fell for his personality, not his Mm. looks. Yeah. First date, I left that date, texted my best friend saying, babes, I'm just not attracted to him, like, whatsoever. Like, Mm. no fucking way. But I was like, but he's so, like, charismatic and groovy Mm. and, like, just – there's just something about him, but I'm not attracted to him. So, like, I don't know. I'll go on a second date, whatever. I literally – was falling in love with this guy based on the chemistry or the compatibility. And yeah. yeah, so look, and that's the first time it's only ever happened to me in the 28 years of living or the 11 years of dating actively. It's it's a very rare occasion. And I think when you have that experience, it then broadens as well your taste because you give mm. more men a chance and yes. giving do. more men a chance You do. just because, like,
1: you know, he doesn't have a six-pack, he doesn't have, yeah. I don't know, well, everyone has different tastes, right? But, like, yeah. for me, Ella always says this to me. She's like, babe, you have the weirdest fucking taste in men. And I do. <laughs> like, I can go from, like, thinking like this guy's hot and he's like classic like male model kind of hot so like the dude that's like so not you know what everyone would think Mm. he's like handsome Mm. but I just can't help it like for me it's different things that attract me yes looks and their you know their physical appearance and all of that kind of stuff but it's so much more with me like I'm a big smell person it's fucking weird don't ask me I don't know yeah smell smell but also just like How they are like their personality, personality, personality. For me, is like a big one because personality. No matter how fucking hot you are, if you're if you're an asshole, or if you're just (laughs) if we're not if we're not
0: like vibing, Mm. it's not going to work. Like I don't care how hot you are, really. And i am looks die, babe. Looks die. If there is no substance or depth to this gorgeous ten out of ten, your your looks are going to die very quickly.
1: Exactly. We're all going to get old. We're all going to be fucking wrinkly. Uh, and in a coffin at some stage. Yeah. Okay, so if there's no personality, Morgan, but like if there's no personality, yeah. if you don't have anything else in common than looks, then I'm sorry, I just don't really don't think it's going to work. Unless you've got like you know someone on the side that you're getting that from. Because I really do believe that if you are just going with someone just for one thing, either that be you know just for the money, looks, money, looks, whatever, any, yeah. that's going to get boring. It's going to get boring. Mm-hmm. Just newsflash, it's going to get mm-hmm. boring. Trust me. Like, I've done the, like, date the hot guy that you think you need to be seen with because he's hot and he's got this and this, this.
0: Trust oh, me. i have done plenty of that. And look where I am. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's literally what I'm most attracted to. And it's because I'm so, I guess, set in my ways growing up now, moving on. but for the past 10 years. I have yeah. been so set in my ways of going for the most attractive guy and the sex appeal and the confidence and the ego. And as you get older, it just becomes so much more less important. Oh, and totally. It is. It, it's, it's, uh, looks is a bonus to me. 100%, 100%, is 100% a looks a is a bonus. If you
1: can hold a conversation, if you are kind, if you are considerate, if you love your family, there's so many other things to me that like stand out and that are attractive. Yeah. Like.
0: Uh, But also, but also what I experienced with this guy, this older guy, you know, first, honestly, the first four weeks of us dating pretty actively, we did not have sex. But that's obviously, there was other things taking into consideration. I just had my operation on my cervix and also he had a kid. So we were like, you know what, let's get to know each other. Let's Probably the best thing you sleep. did, really. It was, and I've never done that before, guys. Mm. Like, I usually sleep on the first date. When I was like going through that phase, which I is also just... totally fine,
1: by the way, totally fine. I think in this totally instance fine. for Ella, because the relationship grew from something different. Because obviously, yeah. you didn't have that first off, like, oh my god, he's so fucking hot. The sparks
0: weren't flying. It wasn't. The, the relationship physical... was on a different yeah. level, right? It was I love it. so different. Yeah. And, you know, I do think that. What I was saying is, at the start, first four to six weeks, I was not physically into him at all. Didn't want to jump his bones. Nothing. Then, fast forward three, four months down the track, he was literally the hottest guy in the world to me. Yeah. Because of the personality and the way that he treated me. I was like, I am so fucking chuffed to be seen with you. And if people don't see it, it's because they don't know you. That, to me... And I love it, and it makes
1: mm. me really emotional hearing you say that because I think that is like the epitome of what bo- it is. N- yeah, it really that's that's all I could ever ask for, honestly. Yeah. But it, I and I've and I've felt that before, and it's just like that point where it's like you know, yeah, you're not fucking Ron Gosling or whatever the fuck is your standard of beauty, male beauty. But there's just something about me, that person are, where like they like- you
0: can just look at them and like I'm getting wet just like just with just you with you they become the Ryan Gosling. They become whoever you, like, if it grows, I mean, yeah, it didn't work out, whatever. uh -uh. But I feel like when it grows and the chemistry grows and the sparks grow, it it will be long lasting. Yes. And it was the best experience of my whole life with any guy that I've dated. And it's, I feel like Mm. it's because he, I fell for someone not based on looks. Yeah. And that was a huge, that was a huge turning point for me. Like, massive. And I actually found out last night he has a girlfriend. Yeah, I know. This is yeah. news to
1: me, guys. That's why I am um-
0: Yeah, I found out last night. The girl who set us up, like, one of my close friends, she set me and him up. She was the kid's nanny, and she set him up with someone else. And now that's boyfriend and girlfriend. And she has a kid, like, this other, the other girl. I know, Wild. I was like, oh, this is like you know, me and him are still friends, guys, and like we still talk. And I I'm always in thought, shock, like, guys. Was, this is why I'm not talking. Yeah, like I always thought he oh. was like non-committal, but he, you know, won the court case of his child. He was going through a lot when we were dating, like custody, which battles is and why
1: stuff. I think you know you would have worked if it had been in a different fucking time. I yeah, really time do believe he,
0: that. Like I, d- yeah, I oh. know. Yeah, I know. He won the case, and you know, we had that conversation. He could, you know, he can fi- finally plan his life and settle down, and. He's met someone and he's actually committed. Like they're genuinely boyfriend and girlfriend. Wow! I Hang know, on. So backtrack. I, you were never boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, we weren't dating other people. Like we. Okay. So it was. Uh, it was official, unofficially. Yeah, like we would introduce each other. Like this is the girl that I'm seeing, kind of thing. But we would never like call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. But we. It's a real. It was complicated. It was complicated. Like he was there's a lot to to, the story. He was mom, like, didn't understand. Like, she thought that, you know, I was too young. And it was a really hard situation. But anyway, he is happy and he Mm. is with someone now. And his little kid has a potential stepsister, which is cool. I'm happy for him, it makes me happy. Also a bit sad because, like, whoa, <laughs> that hit home <laughs> when, when, when you hear
1: When you hear, like, yeah. you know, someone that you've been with has moved on, it, it hits yeah. you different. Like, even even my ex-husband, when I heard that he, like, had moved on and was in another relationship, it's the weirdest thing, but I don't know why I've had this, like, feeling of, like, oh. Like, it was – yeah, it's like, and oh, it's so okay. weird. It's like I don't love him anymore, like, obviously. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. We, we, it's weird, right? It is weird. It's, 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 weird. It, there's something, I think it just means we feel, we we, we have emotions. and But also you know. it's like
0: other guys that I've dated, like another guy that I dated for about four months, a few years back, he's been in a relationship for a really long time and that never made me feel weird. I think it just depends on the connection that you have with the person. Exactly. And what you share with them. Some people, some exes or ex flings or whatever you want to call them, some can make you feel weird and this one I was like, oh, okay. Like
1: I felt like that, I've never felt like that the only one was, like, my first ever boyfriend, which he's married now, which is, like, it's so crazy because, like, we were together when I was, like, 19, like, wow. so amazing, you know, like, I was with him when I had my 21st, we went through yeah. so much together, and it's so nice to see that, like, he's married now, and yeah. it's, it's really nice,
0: you know? Yeah, and like, then, some of them you're, like, so nice and happy for, but then some you're, like, oh yes it's It's weird weird. it is so weird hey so it's like hard to explain it's relationships
1: and human nature is just so fascinating I mean like if I had the time and probably wasn't ADHD I would love to study psychology
0: yeah (laughs) well I've got my therapy session coming up which I'm really excited about I've booked in like four because they get so booked out good on you oh yeah you've got to book in advance babe Yes, I'm actually really excited just to like un- uncover this childhood stuff that I was t- saying about in one of the last episodes. It'll be amazing for you, honestly. Like, yeah. I need to probably get back into my therapy, to
1: be honest with you. The, what I really need to do and what I've wanted to do for many, many months, it's just the timing hasn't been right for me. All you right. guys all know that I've been on medication, SSRIs, I've been on sertraline for many years, probably 10 years now like probably over 10 years. And I only ever tried one other medication before I settled on sertraline. And for a while now, I've been thinking like in the last two years, I've actually been, you know, I've obviously been seeing a lot as probably everyone else has been seeing the rise of adult ADHD diagnosis, right? And I think the reason is, is because people are really starting to understand their own mental health and their own patterns mm. and for me I've always been quite um not manic but I've always been pretty like like you know I can't really concentrate on one thing a lot like I'm quite fidgety and all of that kind of stuff I have been obviously diagnosed with anxiety and depression from when I was literally 14. 15 years old so I I know all about it like maths didn't give me fucking anxiety and depression do you know what I mean like I'm not just coming Mm. out being like oh yeah trust me I've been through it all I've been to adolescent psychiatrists I've sat through everything right like trust me we should do a whole episode on it because wow (laughs) my history but only in the last probably six to eight months I've really been thinking that I want to you know have like a check up on my, like, where I'm standing with my medication? Like, am I still technically suffering from anxiety and depression? Like, I know Mm. I have tendencies to be depressed. I get that, Mm. right? Mm. Which is I'm always will now for the rest of my life. But have I been misdiagnosed in the past? Because ADHD, with that comes a lot of the shit that I deal with, with my anxiety and my depression, and it's just been so fascinating. Like, I've been reading so much about it, but the timing just hasn't been right for me. Like, if I'm to go off this medication, I'm going to need, like, three weeks to come off it because you've got to remember, guys, I've been on this medication for over 10 years. Yeah. When I stop taking, if I forget to take my medication or I run out and I forget to take one day, by the next night, because so I take mine at night, by the next night, my body is already doing this, this weird- is or, yeah, withdrawing, yeah, yeah, and it is not nice. And I've only ever done it once in my life, where I, when I change dosages, and I'll tell you now, it is the most uncomfortable, mm. the most weird experience of my of your life. You get these tingles all in your nervous system. You get sweats. Wow. You get you're not hungry. You're nauseous. You're crabby. You're fucking like. It is so weird. Like modern oh. medicine's amazing, but also scary. Hey, scary. It's scary. And that's what's been putting me off. Like, I don't know if yeah. I want to go and ha- have a checkup and maybe potentially change my medication. I don't have time. I don't have time for three weeks to fucking be like a really, I'd be withdrawing like a fucking drug addict.
0: Yeah. Like, this is the well, reality babe, of it. But I think that this is something that you have to make time for because. The older you get, the harder it will be. 100%. The busier like you're got probably going to be. Yeah. So it's probably the perfect time, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's I probably know. the perfect I've, time I've been while thinking, you're still this age. I've been
1: thinking about it a lot. It's just I also need to find a doctor that's willing to give me the time of day because some doctors, and a lot of them that I've seen in the last years, are just Slap that, you just take mm. that keep taking that medication. it's fine, like it it's keep you you're happy, you're not suicidal you're not this, you're not that mm. yeah, 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 stay with it. oh do you want to do an ADHD test? oh yeah, well, it's gonna cost you yeah, I don't care I'm, I'm willing to pay like this is for my own health. I think it just comes down to finding the right match like I can't find a right match for a fucking husband and I can't <laughs> find a right match for a doctor, so it's yeah. literally a lifelong battle in every corner of my life, but I really do agree with you that I think it is there's never going to be a I right think it's time. Never. But I would never, love babe. to hear from you guys actually on this note because I so, I get so many DMs about, you know, yeah. it, and even young girls like, "Oh, you know, I'm struggling and I've just been put on this medication and what can I expect and all of this kind of stuff." So, it is something that people are dealing with, but I think there is still a stigma around it, you know? Yeah. I think and I, would so. do, and I would really love to hear from you guys about your personal experience and if you've, um, you know, switched medications and if you've done the whole withdrawing thing and if you've been diagnosed with adult ADHD, I would really, really love to know because so many people have recently and I think people are just taking control of their mental health now more mm. than ever, which is yeah. great. I mean, you are too, you know, going, you've booked yeah. yourself in, you've you taken control.
0: Yeah. Well, as well, like I think it's really interesting to understand yourself and so eye opening and it's only going to benefit you. It's not going to make you feel necessarily worse. Yes, maybe depending on what it is, you might feel shit coming off your medication, but long term, it's going to benefit you, whatever it might be with related to your mental health or your past or your, you know, it's going to benefit you either way. And I guess now that we're at that age where we can understand things better and absorb information better. And we have access to so many doctors or naturopaths and nutritionists. Like there's just so much access. So I feel like, yeah, before getting into my 30s, I really do want to understand a lot more about my childhood and the reasons why I am um, in you know made in certain ways or think certain ways or act certain ways and i think that my childhood has a lot to do with my some of my tendencies so I am just really curious to sort of yeah. you know, understand it before I get into that next stage of life. With the, If it is having children, you know, mm. I don't want to pass down certain things. I want to, if, if I do, like I just want to be able to understand how to get around it and how to work on it. Yeah, and I always think,
1: oh, shit, like am I going to have more of a tendency to get postnatal depression and mm. am I going to pass this on to my children? And like my grandfather on my mum's side was diagnosed with schizophrenia for many, many, many years. But he saw a lot of things in you know, where he grew up in Istria before he came to Australia. Like he saw right. things with German soldiers. Like he saw things, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think that changes you. And I think back in yeah. the day, like my grandfather had to do electrotherapy, like electric wow. shock therapy. Wow! Like that's the shit that he had to deal with. And I always think to myself, you know, obviously my grandfather had his demons, but yeah. I really just think if he was to get diagnosed these days, I don't think yeah. he was schizophrenic. I think if he had the right therapy and the right medication, you know, he would have had a better quality of life. And my grandfather was always happy. Like he loved his family so, so, so much, and I miss him every day, but I know he's always with me. He was the best. And I always think that, you know, oh, there's – that mental health in my family. Because like, my mum was really worried when I started, you know, getting my anxiety and depression, especially when I was like 14 and I was really, really depressed, mm. you know, worried that I'd taken on that schizophrenia that what my grandfather had. But I really just don't think that... He had schizophrenia. Like, I know I'm not a doctor, but from what I've learned and I've read and over the years I've read so much and I've educated myself, I really just think that he was just maybe potentially just, like, had chronic depression and just was wrongly medicated and also was forced in a mental hospital, you know, when he was, like, 30 and to do electrotherapy. Like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, that's Like, do you know what that shit does to you? I don't.
1: Well, it's interesting, babe. Look up electrotherapy mental health back in like the fucking 60s and the 70s. I don't actually really know what what they shock you with electricity to try and fucking change your brain frequency. Oh. Or to try and do shit. It's fucking crazy, man. It's torture. Like, come on, you're not helping people. Oh, that's hectic. I feel like I've seen that in movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. And my mum remembers going to visit him at the mental hospital. Wow. And also, do you know, guys, that we actually don't have proper mental hospitals? I know it sounds, it's not probably the right words, but we don't have any mental health facilities anymore. Like we do not have any specific, I know there's one in Sydney maybe, but that is why hospitals are so overrun constantly with people who admit themselves who are, and this is just a warning who are suicidal? Who are mm. experiencing, you know, severe mental health issues? And
0: well, it's just so we a don't thought. Have hospitals anymore?
1: We, don't have- we we don't have specific places, right? Yeah, it's yeah. The the mental health space is is. It's getting better, but it's also yeah. not where it should be. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think there are, you you look at homeless people. There's a lot of people that are mm. homeless that have mental health problems. And the reason they're homeless is because there's no places for them to be safe and to be looked after. Yeah. I know. There's, yeah, the homeless just makes me sad. It's really yeah. sad. I remember actually when we left maths at the end of our stay we had heaps of food left and we went and we took some like stuff down to the homeless man that lived like on one of the streets like from maths from the sky suites yeah and it's just yeah i mean that's the least we can do right like yeah just to help people well guys as per usual you guys just sent through the best questions and we could talk for hours Literally. We honest I mean, babe, we
0: just got so carried away. <laughs> we get so carried away, guys. And we only got through like four questions and that went for nearly an hour. I know. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, clearly we have so much to say in regards to your questions. And your questions are awesome, guys. We love them. They are. And
1: please continue to send them through. We love to get your questions and it gives us inspiration for what we want to talk about on the podcast. Mm. We love reading your comments and your queries in the Facebook group. So if you haven't gone and joined, please head over.
0: And also, your questions are great because they actually get Dom and I talking about things that we may not have even spoken about before. Exactly. So it's really cool. Like it opens up conversation for us as well. But, yeah, we do hope that you really enjoyed the few questions that we went through. And, guys, we're going to slowly filter through them. There's so many in there. Yeah. And and we're going to collate them. them.
1: And also if there's a question that you like and that you want us to answer. Make sure you like the comments so we can see what the most liked ones are. And yeah, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Go and check us out on
0: Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a little review and don't forget to send us photos of your merch. Yes, we we love seeing you guys getting our merch and all the cute little
1: snaps and be nice to one another. Go out, spread happiness and we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.